This is Sean J. Gran in Mickey, Sean Gran, and today I'm talking to a very exciting young producer who's been on the come up for the last two years, I'd say, and is bound to have a fantastic 2016, starting with the release of his new EP, As We Know. His name is Weird Inside. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. What's your musical background? Um, I, well, I sang South Indian classical music for 10 years. I started when I was four and unfortunately I had to switch every two years um, because of my teachers used to have like problems like, you know, they usually had back problems or they had to go out of the country and I had to keep on finding teachers. So I stopped that after having five teachers, but um, past that I don't have any classical music background. Awesome. Was that in New Jersey? Have you always lived in New Jersey? Yeah, I've always lived in New Jersey. Okay, sweet. So what kind of music did you grow up around? Like what were your parents or family playing? Um, my mom grew up playing the Vina, which is um, a violin or cello-like instrument um, that is of South Indian origin. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've had. Cool. So music-wise, like what was being played like as far as songs by uh, artists? It was pretty much all um, South Indian uh, influenced music like Ravi Shankar or P. Unnikrishnan, who are all like either South Indian singers or instrumentalists. So we used to have, uh, that was all usually always playing in the household. Sweet. So you started making music at the start of 2014, but was right. Biology the first track you uploaded or was that just the first that you felt had a good response? Um, I, th I think Biology was the first track that I uploaded to any site as uh, the moniker Weird Inside. Mm. When did you start then? Like, was 2014 then? Uh, I started then? making so... music in November 2013, so not okay. that long before. Yeah. Cool. And your music's quite different to what I would say is music of South Indian origin. So how would you say you got into the sound that you currently create? Um, when I stopped singing, I wanted to find uh, different types of music. So I reached out to some of my friends who were really into hip hop at the time, and they led me to Jay Dilla and the likes of him. So through him, I found people like Flying Lotus, Shlomo, Apollo Brown. So I got really into the beat scene. Man. And from there, I got into um, what was being on sound, like uh, uploaded to SoundCloud and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. People like respect Apollo Brown, but you don't hear his name come up that much. He's kind of overlooked. I wouldn't say underrated because those who know him rate him highly, as it should be. Yeah. But uh, he's kind of overlooked for some reason. Yeah, he but is. He's, a, he's awesome, man. Clouds is like a, a fantastic detail. Yeah. yeah, so as we know, it's based on what seems like a different version of yourself and your experiences had you not made some of the decisions you did in your life. What inspired you to form a project around this concept? And what were the main things you gained from the experience of creating it and looking at this character? Ever since I started making music, I wanted to make music with really personal meaning or tell a story instead of just um, making music for uh, people to you know dance to or people to just listen to in the background. So I made some music and then I was like, well, maybe I can base a story around this. So I started writing a story and a lot of things had happened during this time that I was making this music that sort of influenced the style of music that I was making. So it was like very dark and somber because I've just experienced a few losses. Um, one of my friends had passed away and my grandfather had passed away recently as well. So these events had influenced me a lot and I was not in a really good place so that kind of showed through my music but I used that to my advantage to create this personal project that I wanted to make all along. 
yeah my uh, condolences for your losses man um, oh thank you i think it's that emotiveness of your music that makes people connect with it so much because like you say it's not necessarily music to like dance to i think there are certain tones that and certain songs that you have that do fit like dancing style but yeah your sound generally is quite reflective and inside looking not to make a pun on your name or anything but <laughs> congrats on as you know reaching number one on Bandcamp's vinyl chart and experimental music chart that's awesome man thank you man yeah so the project is also available in vinyl and tape formats. How did you become able to release the project in physical formats and what made you want to do so? So growing up, my parents used to have lots of uh, vinyl and lots of cassettes in the house. And uh, I feel like these were the two primary mediums on which uh, I listened to music. So I wanted to have that reflected in my own music and uh, make vinyl and cassette the two primary forms of my music being available in. So I did some research online and I contacted um, a few sites who were willing to do this for me. And as for the cassettes, I, I just went to the store, bought a few supplies and recorded and created the art for the cassettes by myself. Yeah, that's awesome. Was it costly doing the vinyl? Because uh, vinyl's coming back, but I hear that it's quite an expensive process if you don't have like a, a specific label that pushes it. Yeah, it is It is pretty costly, but I wanted to make it as accessible to people as possible. So I made sure that the uh, the margin between the production cost and selling is wasn't too high. That's so cool, man. Thanks, man. I don't know where I read this, but I read that the tape release was as a result of your friend Vazu's jokes. Oh yeah, um, every single day at lunch he would joke about me putting out mixtapes. So um, I wanted to wanted to sort of play along with this joke, and uh, it was actually just like you know a byproduct of not just my upbringing as hearing music on cassettes, but also this joke. So it, it brought back those memories, and I was like, ah, why not oblige to his things and actually put out a tape of music? Cool. Are you sending him a tape? <laughs> yeah, I'm sending him one for free. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Yeah. So, some of your Lucy's and most tracks on the EP are available as Logic files and in some cases stems for free download via your website. Why did you decide to release those tracks in this way? I feel like a lot of people are sort of secretive with their techniques in creating music and I've gotten a lot of, not a lot of questions, but like people have asked me before, like, how did you do this bass or how did you make this synth? And I feel like the best way for someone to learn is to have the whole thing in front of them and then break it down themselves yeah so instead of uh me having to explain it to them every single time i was like why not give them everything that they need in order to you know learn what they want to and take what they want from this file cool so will the four bonus tracks that you've included on the tapes ever see a digital release um i'm hoping to make a full like just piano classical piano release pretty soon possibly in june of this year uh so the first track of the from the b side or the bonus tracks is most likely going to be on other three are just demos that i made during the creation of the ep awesome so i guess for the other three we probably won't see them released digitally probably not but if i do pick them up again then we will see them yeah probably nice. not but <laughs> Cool. So the text on the cover art for As We Know, if you yeah. flip it, contains a number of really harsh messages. Did that come from the difficult times that you were going through um, that you mentioned was, before? So I had written this story for this character, right? Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to 
make him um, the center of the EP. So what I did was I took what would be his like a perspective from his conscience talking to him mm. and uh, like really bashing him. So I wanted to have all of his insecurities portrayed on the front cover, but I didn't want to make it completely visible. So I just flipped the text backwards. And it all the backwards text also symbolizes that it's it's a different version of me and that it's not really me, even though it's the character is based upon me, it is not me. Yeah, so the messages on the cover, are they at all related to the real you or is that all part of the story? For the most part, <laughs> for the most part, it's part of the story. Okay, cool. So your music and art carry an introspective tone. Have you always been interested in self-reflection and your psyche? Um, actually, from from a young age, my mom got me interested in psychology and neuroscience, and I was really interested in how the brain works and how people think. So um, from a from a pretty young age, I was always thinking about how thinking itself works. So yeah, I'd say I'd pretty much always been interested in the human brain and seeing how people react to certain things. Awesome. So does that self-reflection have anything to do with where the name Weird Inside comes from? Yes. I believe that even though there are like societal standards for beauty, how people behave, things like that, every single one of us is weird on the inside. Not to be too corny, but um, that's pretty much where the name comes from. So if we, you know, think about ourselves, we're all different in some way or the other. Yeah, and I guess it's that weirdness that is our uniqueness as well. Yes. Cool. Would you say that your music is an outlet for how you feel inside, since you've previously mentioned in other interviews that you don't really talk about yourself much? Um, yeah, I would say so. I feel like music is the best way that I can convey my emotions and ideas through a, a medium. Like I'm not, I'm not particularly skilled with words or a paintbrush or anything like that, but music sort of helps me speak through a language and convey my feelings and emotions. And the great thing about it is anyone can listen, well, most people can listen to that language. It doesn't really go by, how should I say, words. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So has your exploration of music and art over the last few years developed or affected your personality and character at all? Um, I would say that it has made me a more open person and it's made me more thankful for what I've been given just because it's it's helped me think and get through hard times. Cool. And just to check, sorry, what instruments do you play? Um, I've taught myself the piano. I'm currently teaching myself how to play the bass and I used to play the violin, but I haven't played it in a while. Cool. And what was your methodology when you were teaching yourself piano? In the beginning, I was just messing around on the piano. I wasn't really trying to learn it or perfect it as a craft, but um, as time went on, I started noticing little patterns. And then uh, as I started getting more interested in these patterns, I um, decided that I wanted to learn the names for them and see if I could, you know, learn more about what they were actually called. So I started learning music theory from books and the internet, and I just went about practicing a little bit every single day. That's awesome, man. Thanks, man. So what's the scene for your style of music like in Bridgewater, where you live? <laughs> um, it, there's not much of a scene here, but you know I haven't done much exploration other than around. Bridgewater is a pretty small town to begin with, but there's not many people who are really interested in music around here. 
Okay, and if you extended that to New Jersey, I mean, would you say the same, or like, do you not really go outside of Bridgewater in general? Um, I would say the people from New Jersey who uh, usually start in music move elsewhere. So, <laughs> um, I would say New Jersey's music scene isn't very strong, but yeah. Cool. And aside from music, you're also into animation and yeah. created a video for the, as we know, intro, Breathing, and another song off the EP. How did you get into that? Um, about a year and a half ago, I, I discovered this small online community of people who were graphic designers and video, video editors, and they were expressing themselves through visual media combined with um, music and other forms of audio. And I was really interested to see how you could create a full experience through the use of uh, visual in combination with audio. So I was already interested in music at the time, but I wanted to be able to create a full experience. So to begin with, I got into graphic design. Thanks to some of my friends who helped me, I, I got into that very quickly. And then past that, I wanted to move, image, move images and have them correlate with some music that I had made. So I started getting more and more into video editing. And from there, I got into animation and I've been doing that ever since. Awesome. So did you always have an interest in art growing up or is that something that more came from when you found this? What was it? Collective or a website or a group? Well, I suppose? <laughs> uh, growing up, I would say art didn't have much of an impact on me. It was mostly just from uh, my mom taking me to these uh, South Indian classical vocal lessons. But other than that, I wasn't very interested in art. It was mostly just uh, going to school, playing games, things like that. But as I entered, I think it was seventh grade or eighth grade, I started to develop a bigger interest in literature and art. And from there, I uh, got more into visual art because I noticed that visual art spoke to me more than books or plays or things like that. Cool. So you've also created videos for other artists, including your friend Contour, who've had the pleasure of connecting with before. Yes. Uh, how do you see your art and music skills connecting in future? Like you've talked a bit but like in the previous answer about connecting oh, okay. the visuals with the audio, right? Yeah. Where, where do you see that heading from yourself? Gotcha. Um, so eventually I plan to start my own sort of TV show or channel or like series that is sort of an animated um, story of um, like a really dark, somber character that relates to people who are teenagers and uh, probably young adults because there's already cartoons out there for you know younger children like who are 12, 13. But I wanted to I want to make something that is uh, relatable in a sense for people who are in their 20s, early 20s, and late teens and still have that you know childish aesthetic with the uh, the cartoon characters. Cool. That's awesome, man. Uh, so aside from music and art, what are your hobbies? Um, I like biking, uh, photography, and I like cooking too. Cooking is really nice. What kind of stuff do you cook? Um, well, my mom taught me how to make lots of kinds of Indian food, so I like to experiment with that. And I started off learning how to cook pasta. It's probably the easiest dish anyone could make pasta, but I like to experiment and see how many different ways I can combine other ingredients to put into the pasta make, to make, like, change it up and make it a completely different dish. Cool, man. So if you had to choose one song that defines Word Inside or yourself, I mean, I don't know if, like, if Word Inside is a project or if you see it as like just an extension of you, I suppose, what would it be? One song? Yeah, so if you had to choose one song, 
what would it be? Um, probably have to say breathing because it encompasses the elements of me that I want to take on from the beginning, like the electronic style combined with the, um, the acoustic elements, which I'm getting more into, as well as uh, the somber themes and uh, yeah. Cool. Sorry, I should have said when I asked the question that doesn't have to be inside your releases. It can be outside as well. But your answer was great. So, it doesn't really <laughs> matter. Yeah. So, if you could change one thing about the scene your music exists in, what would it be? The scene that I'm in is already pretty great. I don't have much to complain about it. But if there was one thing I could do, I'd probably say to make people more open and sharing because I know some people are a little bit secretive with their processes and creation techniques but a lot of people also give away their uh, samples or project files or anything really to help other people become better at what they want to do yeah so when you started making music uh, you previously mentioned to jay dilla shlomo flylo and apollo brown what was your process were you listening to them and then trying to craft stuff towards that sound intentionally or was it just uh, like how did you find your identity because your music is quite unique in itself I started trying to make sample-based beats, so I was uh, listening to Jay Dilla and I was like, hey, I can probably do this. <laughs> it was very wrong. So I, uh, <laughs> I started trying to layer uh, drum sounds with samples in a video editing software <laughs> at first. Oh, wow. And uh, well, it didn't turn out so well. So then I, I got more interested in it because I wanted to learn how to make music just like the sounds that I love listening to. Mm. So from there, I started exploring new software, new sounds, and I started listening to many different kinds of music instead of just the uh, the beat scene type of music like Jay Dilla, Flying Lotus. I started listening to people like the Beatles, Tame Impala, maybe even U2 at some point. But um, pretty much, I tried to take influence from everywhere and uh, pretty much everyone that I listened to growing up and mesh that all into my own style. Cool. So your music has quite quickly found an audience and reception. What do you think about the success that Weird Inside has seen so far? Um, I think it's really cool that a lot of people are supporting me and listening to my music. Um, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, but I, I think the real success for me would be being able to make the music that I really want to make and being able to put down in a computer what is inside my head. So, not to party deep, but did you not do that with the EP? What would have to change for you to reach that point? Or have I you think already, are you, is that a constant, like it's not a point you reach, it's just something where you're like, I don't know, up and down? I would say it's up and down. I think the EP was the first set of songs that I have made that really achieved this goal that I wanted to achieve by conveying the message that I really wanted to get across through the music. And sometimes I'm not able to do that and I find that sort of irritating. But hopefully I feel that if I achieve success, it would be being able to continually be able to put down my ideas. Cool. And I've just thought of one more, sorry. So would you okay. say having a, a South Indian heritage has influenced the music that you make now? And if so, how? I'd say that it's, it's definitely influenced me because had I not started singing South Indian music when I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have gained such an interest in music right now. So I, I, if I hadn't uh, been so interested when I was four years old, I probably wouldn't be here right now on this call with you. <laughs> 
what artists should we be on the lookout for aside from yourself um well right now i really dig froyo ma's work and he doesn't which really bums me out because he's really really sick so you should definitely go check out froyo ma um i really like my boys gray hat and off-white they're doing some crazy stuff um i'd like i've never heard stuff like this before and yeah i think that's who you should check out good i was kind of hoping you'd say furry or mark because i find it interesting how you guys are sort of similar in that you both do illustrations and yeah his are crazy um yeah and you also do music as well so it'd be cool to see like a audiovisual collaboration between you two or something yeah, definitely. And your music certainly suits each other as well, so it's cool that you guys are homies. Um, I don't understand how he doesn't appreciate his own music because it's amazing. And the Pants yeah. EP was incredible, but yeah, hopefully he comes around to it. I'll have to uh, interview him and see what he's feeling as well. Yeah, I but, hope so. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, great hat as well. I don't know about Off-White, I think. That's the name you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard of Off-White, I don't think, but yeah, great hat. I think I saw Submerse tweet you guys. Oh yeah. Uh, all of you guys, yeah. I've hung out with so Rob a couple really times. Nice He's lovely. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. So it's cool that you guys are all like I wouldn't say banding together, but you're all aware of each other in the same space. Yeah. Awesome. So what are your plans for the next twelve months? Um, my goal is to just keep being an independent artist and keep putting out music that I want to make. And yeah, man, I just keep t- hoping to tell more stories and keep advancing as an artist and be able to tell better stories and be able to better tell my stories cool you mentioned the classical ep right yes in a couple of months are there any other plans like any collaborations or you don't have to um, say anything um i'm just asking this just in case like there's anything deeper yeah um i don't know i i wouldn't say that there's anything past that classical ep that i've planned sweet it's cool to stay open and not, I wouldn't say go with the wind, but just go where things take you. Like no one knows what's coming, right? So yeah, of course. Yeah, that's it for the interview, man. Thank you so much. Thank you.